Welcome everyone to the Dining Room Table Podcast, a weekly conversation that addresses taboos of the Black community. We emphasize vulnerability, transparency, and authenticity to change the narrative and the stigma of self-expression in our community. I'm your host, Keandria Rivers, and today I'm sitting down with a very special guest, Miss Angier Bolton. Hey girl. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I am wonderful. I'm really, really happy today because the sun is out. Yes, like, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> like, I am so happy because it's been raining for weeks here in Atlanta and I'm over it. Like, I was I was really up to here. I wish you could see where my hand was <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> I'm up to here with the rain. And, yeah. So, like, it's funny because, like, I don't know if you saw that, um... If you saw that tweet on Twitter, and they were like, the, the girl was like, Atlanta, Montrevious, Georgia. I'm over the run. <laughs> it's just so unpredictable. And what's interesting to me is that every weekend, though, it's been sunny. It's been beautiful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have been journaling about that, like, because because I, I noticed, too. So I'm glad that I'm not alone. Because I, and you know me, I'm always like, Lord, what you doing? So I'm like, you know, I don't really know still what it is, but it's more so like a, you know, there may be rain, but joy always comes in the morning type of thing. Right. So it's just like, just be grateful for the times when you are feeling like this good and this happy and when the sunshine is like truly out literally and figuratively in your life. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, okay, y'all. All right. So I met Angira back in college and she wears a whole lot of hats. Like she do a lot of things because she's a social worker. She's a photographer, a lifestyle coach. And then like more, most recently, she became a CEO, honey. So we're going to talk about it all today because it's important. So let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. Okay. <laughs> So first, I kind of gave like the different hats that you wear, but can you tell us who you are on the home front, like regarding to your family structure and stuff like that? Because I always like to have guests introduce themselves um, so that listeners are able to listen to the podcast with who you are in mind. Okay. So who is Angera? So I am a daughter Um, I am a believer, first and foremost. I believe in God. I accept God as my Savior. He's at the center of my life. So I'm a believer. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I come from Atlanta, Georgia. I've lived here my whole life. I didn't venture off into a new city until I went to Valdosta State, and I feel like it was a great experience because there I met my lifelong friends, and I've had experiences that really have shaped and molded me into a woman. Um, overall, I feel like I am a very faithful person. I am a humanitarian at heart. And also, I'm a creative. And I'm still learning life and learning myself and, and appreciating the journey. Hmm. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Because a lot of people sometimes they get really like they get a little bit antsy when you ask them to introduce who they are. Because ultimately, you know, we have like the whole, we have the full reign of who we are. And when we are able to express that to people, we can say whatever we want. And so I really, really like that. So I'm going to have to take some, you know, pieces off of that because that was good. That was nice. I like that. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so going back to you being a daughter, um, are you, were you, like, are your parents still married? Yes, so my parents have been married now for, from what they tell me and what I know, for <laughs> over, <laughs> over 30 years. Um, I grew up in a two-parent household, and it has a lot of pros, but it did have some cons. Um, very interesting growing up, but I'm very grateful for my experience for having a father as well as a, a very present father and a very present mother in my life. Amazing, amazing. So, do you feel that your parents' involvement? Because I know you said there were some good things and there were some not so great things. So, do you feel mm-hmm. that your parents' involvement in your life plays a role in who you are as, as far as your successes? Yes. So, my parents are polar opposites. Mm. Um, my mother is 
very kind-hearted. She's very optimistic. She sees the world through like rose-colored lens. My father is a realist. He's very logical, but he's also, he has a, a huge heart. So they're opposites, but they do have some similarities. I feel like I'm a very balanced person because of that. Mm. Um, I'm optimistic, but at the same time, I can still see things for how they are. I'm logical, but sometimes I'm a little bit more emotional. I feel like I'm a nice middle ground in between balanced person because of my parents and because of my upbringing. Cool. Okay. So do you feel, um, and you kind of touched on this, but do you feel that there was ever a time or can you give a time where you felt like as a teen maybe, uh, or even as a young adult, that your parents are a little bit too involved because of just their like role in your life? Hmm. Have I ever felt? Oh, yes. yes. So <laughs> <laughs> when I was a teenager, um, when I went to high school, my mother decided that she was going to stop working and just go pursue her master's. She got her master's at Georgia State University. And it was great because I feel like at the time, I really, as a, a young girl, I really needed my mother to be more hands-on because where I grew up at um, in Atlanta, um, in Southwest Atlanta, people can get involved in different things if they didn't have like a very supportive household or a household that was very active in their life. So my mother, she had a lot of time on her hands and <laughs> she really didn't let me out of her sight. Um, I, I was very sheltered in high school and especially in high school, but growing up all together, I was very sheltered. Um, I could go places, but my mother was always like in the area. Mm. Like, if I went out, like I used to dance and I used to be a cheerleader in high school. And after games, I would like to hang out. So we would go to Walker House as friends. My mom was there. It was just a known fact that my mom was going to be either there or in the area. And so I felt, um, <laughs> I didn't like it at the time because I felt like, oh, you know, I'm a teenager. I want my freedom. Right. But um, looking back now, I'm very grateful for it because I see that if your parents are maybe not as involved, like what could happen? And so I'm very grateful for it now as an adult. But growing up, I was kind of like, oh, she won't give me my space. <laughs> I, I think, you know, it's teenagers. I don't know. A lot of teenagers, I feel like they kind of, you're kind of smelling yourself. You're kind of in a space where it's like, oh, I'm almost grown. It's like, you're not even nowhere near grown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Ex oh, exactly. And it's so interesting, too, because like, Children who have the support are normally the ones who feel like, oh, no, I don't need this. You know, I can go without. Um, why are they so, like, interested or or more so? Why are you so nosy? And right. it's just like, whoa, <laughs> looking back at your 16, 17 year old self at 27, 28, you're like, oh, my gosh, how dare I say? Why are you like, why, like, why are you in my business? What? Right. What business do you really have? <laughs> Hello. I mean, you do have business. Yes. But it's not not like that. You have algebra, <laughs> you have physical science, you have right. chemistry, that's your business. Those I mean, books. Other than, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then on the other hand, children who don't always have the support or have any support, they crave it and they right. seek that attention and like I know from like some firsthand experiences of even friends cuz I too come from a two parent household like there are some friends that I have who may have been able to kind of delve into other activities and stuff like that at a super young age and it was just like in my mind I'm like dang like what if my mama wasn't you know so closely into what I had going on maybe I could do that but now I'm grateful and like you said I'm grateful thank you right. thank you mama thank I appreciate you, mama. you. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so I know that you were super involved in high school like you said um and so, like, were there any times in school because your parents were so involved and because, let's just be real, when you are well taken care of and you have a really good head on your shoulders and, you know, most of the time people can see things about you that you don't see, you know? And so even in high school, I'm sure, um, just for me knowing who you are now, in high school, were there some people who kind of, like, looked like 
kind of not not look down on you but had stuff to say about your mom and your dad being so present in your life Mm, growing up um I've had very few friends that have come from two parent households and so growing up ever since like elementary school I was kind of like different because I had a mom and dad at home it was like most of my friends um quite a few of my friends come from single parent homes and so they would they might have said things like oh you don't get it because your dad is around or oh you know like you're you're being bratty but your parents you know they really look out for you and you're acting this way or you're, you're not being you're being ungrateful or whatever um growing up I don't know it's just it's different so I can really say that people have anything negative to, I used to ask like do people have anything negative to say about yes yes household? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah they would it wouldn't come out flat out but sometimes through conversation like about family and upbringing it would come out you know naturally through conversations it would come out like oh you don't get it because both of your parents are there um or oh I wish you know my father was around things like that Gotcha. Mm. Okay. Okay. And so I will piggyback piggyback what you said because um, there have also been instances in my life where that kind of has happened, but maybe on a different spectrum. Like, oh, well, I want to come to your house because y'all always doing this or y'all always doing that. And, oh, yeah, girl, her mama, she she cool. And her dad, yeah, he cool. I want to go over there. So, for me, it was more so like a like a positive thing. So, then, on the other hand, for you, do you feel like sometimes your friends who may have come from single-parent households gravitated towards your family? Oh, definitely. So, my mom, I can definitely say, and even outside of, like, I have some friends also that come from two-parent households. But, like, my house was the house where... Not even, we didn't, we didn't even really necessarily hang out the house a lot, but it was more so like if my mom was taking me somewhere, she was also taking my best friends. Like we were always together. My mom was like a mother to some of my friends. Um, my father, he may, my father has always worked a lot, so he may not have been at home as often or he may not have been around as often when I was a teenager. Um... And I think my father also felt a way, kind of like a, okay, well, I, you know, I'm going to keep my business because that's, you know, a little girl's business. Mm-hmm. And as a father, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> right, be right. around my son and stuff. So I think my dad kind of, like, with me, I would talk and hang out with him more. But when I was hanging out with my girlfriends, it would be like, all right, I'm going to give you a space so you could be a teenager and have your girl talk. But um, with my mom, definitely she was like a second mother to my friends and even to this day she says stuff like yeah I helped raise your friend it's like oh "Oh, did you really (laughs) but I look back and it's like my because my mom was always there you know she did she has a proven point she really feels like some of my friends are her her daughters cool Um, Gotcha. That's great. And uh, listeners, everybody, I actually have had a chance to meet Azira's mom and she's the sweetest. <laughs> like, she's so sweet and she's so cute. Like, I'm going to tell y'all more about Azira's like style and fashion. But if you ever follow her and you see her mama, you'll see where she get it from because she's so cute. Like, OMG. So, hey, Mama Bolton, how are you? Look, we definitely talking about you today. Right. Um, <laughs> In a Um, good way, in a good way. Yes, oh, yes, 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 in a great way. So, okay, question. Because of all of this, like, strong influence and such um, hands-on household, did your parents push you to go to college, or was it just Yes, so both of my parents are college graduates, and... Honestly, I, I've always had, it's always been pushed for me to pursue education because education is a means to have better for your life, to have a better quality of life. And I had entertained the idea very briefly because I was really hurt. I didn't get accepted into this college that I just knew I had to go to. Mm. I was like, you know what? Maybe. I just, and I kind of entertained the idea. I say things sometimes to like just get a reaction. <laughs> my parents or see what they're gonna say I was like maybe I shouldn't go to college like maybe I'll just be a nanny oh. 
and they looked at me like, oh no, you're going to college. Like, this is just what it is. And so, <laughs> some things throughout life, it was very frustrating for me as a child because I felt like things were chosen for me. And I'm a very free-spirited person, so I'm like, you know, I want to have a choice in what I do. But the more I think about it, um, I think college was an answer for me personally. I don't think it's an answer for everyone, True. but for what I wanted to do and what I'm doing, I had to go to college to get there. Gotcha. Okay, because I always want to know that because, uh, like you said, your mom, she just, like, stopped working and then went to go get her master so then I'm like if mama is that driven then I'm pretty sure she is going to make sure that her daughter is like "Mm -mm, nope okay so do you mind sharing the name of the college that you didn't get into I did not get into the University of Georgia and I just knew I was like this is my school this is it me and my friends from high school we were like okay we're all going to UGA and we're going to stay here we went to the college (laughs) tour we're excited And I really, it was big for me to go to a PWI because I had always went to black schools, uh, black elementary school, middle school, high school. And I thought to myself, I said, you know what? I want to go to a diverse school. That was important to me at the age of 18. So I was like, okay, UGA is going to be the school for me. (laughs) Yeah, tons of diversity there. I actually have a funny story for UGA. So I, I, I too, we have a lot in common, girl. I too wanted to go to Georgia. I mean UGA, right? So, like you said, I went on a college tour because I was a part of FBLA in high school, and our FBLA advisor made sure we did all the college tours senior year. And so we did that, and I was just set. It was great. They had a the good dining hall with ice cream, childish, and I was lit, you know. <laughs> and so. Um, I went to apply and do you know that I like you I don't know if you remember but on the application you had to do five essays right it was extensive yes that thing was crazy mm-hmm. so we had to do five essays I am a writer so you know I was down I wrote the essays click submit error popped up I'm like okay and at that point I didn't even know about maybe I should write this in Microsoft Word first and then just copy and paste it so I had just I had written them straight into that into those um submission boxes so the second time I said okay I'm gonna go Microsoft Word I'm gonna write it out boom 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 did it again submit error I tried three more times and literally every single time it said error. And so I was just like, wow, maybe this isn't for me. And turns out I couldn't even apply. Like I was so set on UGA in my head, I couldn't apply. So that was just like, nope, not for you. And it's fine though. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, I can see like that was not the place for you. And it's so interesting because if my friend Victoria is listening, I love you, Victoria, but I wanted to go there because she wanted to go there. And that was my best friend. Like, we were besties, ride or die, right? And Mm so it's interesting that I would not have gotten no work done had I went there with her. Because we would have, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) We would have had such a good time. So God knew to send my little tail to Valdosta State where I didn't know anyone and I had to just build myself up. Right. But... You know, it's all about signs and wonders, child. He knows. He knows. I definitely agree, though, because <laughs> I look back at it now. I'm like, you know what? I don't think I would have been focused at UGA. I think mm-hmm. it would have been too big of a school for me. <laughs> I right. Just, I don't think it would have been the place for me. I think Vadasa State University, even though I didn't know too much about Vadasa State, I was like, you know what? I think this is the place for me. Like, I went to visit, and I fell in love with the campus. I was like, oh, this campus is so peaceful. It's so quiet. I could just see myself, like, focused here. Yeah. Me too. It's beautiful, y'all. If y'all ever get a chance to go through Valdosta, again, it's in South Georgia. If y'all ever get a chance to pass by, just ride by the campus. The front line, beautiful. Best front line in Georgia. Okay? It is. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so going back to uh, BSU briefly, what did you major in there? So I majored in psychology, And I was very adamant about majoring in psychology. I took one psychology course in high school. And I just knew in my head, I was like, yeah, this is it. I want to be a psychologist. I want to be Dr. Bolton. That was my thing. I thought I was going to go all the way to 
get my doctorate in psychology. Okay. And then what changed? Hmm, I <laughs> love my major. Okay. <laughs> um, I really did. However, the more I thought about it, I said for the population that I want to serve, I want to work, I, I have a focus on working with African-Americans, people of color. And I thought more and more about it. And I said, well, I really feel like African-Americans, for the most part, we don't visit the psychologists, right? Right. And Very then I true. thought more and more to myself, I said, you know what? I feel like psychology, you listen to, you figure out the mind and how the mind works. You have an understanding of that. But I thought more and more to myself, I said, you know what? I want to do something that is action, action oriented, focused mm-hmm. on solutions. And I always said, my mom was a social worker growing up. When I was like a young child, she worked for the Department of Family and Children's Services and Department of Juvenile Justice. And I always saw like her work is stressful. So I was like, I would never be a social worker. Like who would choose that? Like I just, (laughs) I didn't want it at all. But then I thought more and more about it. I said, okay, social work is very broad. You do come up with solutions. It can be stressful, but it also can be very rewarding. And it's, you're making an impact on people's lives. So I really thought about when I was in school at Vadasa State about changing my major to social work. However, Vadasa State did not have a undergrad program for social work. Right. So I was like, well, I'm in too deep here. I'm going to finish out at Vadasa State. I'm going to finish my degree in psychology. But I had it set in my mind that I was going to either go get my master's in either counseling or social work. Hmm. Okay, so what do you do, like, as far as social work, where do you work? Because I think a lot of people think that social work is literally just working for defects and going to people's houses and taking children. So could you kind of, like, clear up those misconceptions? Okay, so right now I work for a nonprofit organization called Housing Plus Incorporated. And with Housing Plus Incorporated, my specific title is I'm a housing coordinator. And so I work on this program called Kids Home Initiative, and I help families in Clayton County transition from homelessness into housing. Hmm. And so I work directly with families on um, obtaining housing. I help them with goals. I do like a little bit of light coaching, whether that those goals may be financial literacy, whether they may be health goals or going back to school, educational goals. And I really love my job. Like, I really, it's no, like, it's some parts of it that's really, like, oh, man, this is tough. But I feel like this particular job is more rewarding than anything because just the housing is so important. And in Atlanta and bigger cities, housing is becoming more and more, it's not affordable. Right. It's not affordable. And I feel like homelessness, it can really happen to anyone. So this is very rewarding for me because just to see somebody instill just a little bit of hope in someone is Hmm. amazing to help them transition from their circumstance of lack to they're in housing and they're happy and they have a a safe place to go to. It's stability, it's self-sufficiency, and it's, it's very rewarding. I enjoy it. I've been working with the homeless population now um, for some time now because when I was in graduate school, we had to do internships. And ironically, all my internships have been with working with the homeless population, whether that was at Atlanta Mission, my sister's house, or Action Ministries. I have worked in shelters. And in particular, I worked with women and children. And that's just the group that I love to work with because I feel like I can relate to them so easily. I've worked with men before. It's just different (laughs) because I can relate to them as well, but it's just easier for me to relate to women and children. Wow. That's really cool. I'm taking it all in because, like, I know that I see you working often, but I never really knew exactly what it was. So that's really cool and I'm really happy that someone like you with your spirit um you're able to work with people in some of the most vulnerable times of their lives because I know that well I don't know I can imagine that 
of course, you know, people are coming to you with all types of stories coming from all different backgrounds. And they just want, like you said, that hope that, you know, maybe their situation will get better. And so I know that each person that you work with is like super blessed after, you know, coming in contact with you because your spirit radiates positivity and joy and peace. So I think that that's awesome. Like, I think you're definitely the woman for the job there. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Um, So, okay, you said that your influences to pursue the career, um, your mom was a social worker as well. So do you think that you will work in this field forever or you kind of want to switch it up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm, that, That is a really good question. That is a really good question. I plan to help people in some capacity for the rest of my life because I feel like it's my calling. Mm-hmm. And so everything that I do now, well, not everything, but a lot of the things that I'm starting to do now, I wanted to build my legacy. Like I recently, um, along with our friend, LaPortia Frazier, we started a nonprofit organization called Tribe of Georgia. Yes. And I really want Tribe to be successful I want it to last for the rest of my lifetime and hopefully when I get older and I may not be as energetic I can (laughs) pass it on and of course I can pass it on to other people that are super energetic and so I see myself as a social worker or more so as a humanitarian for the rest of my life but working in the capacity that I'm working in as far as working with the homeless population or working as a social worker, maybe not that particular term, but just a humanitarian for the rest of my life. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. And then also to tag to tag with the humanitarian, it could also be just considered like an advocate, an advocate mm-hmm. for human rights, an advocate for people, an advocate for women and children um, who are in those types of situations. So... I think, okay, cool. And it's funny because I was just about to get ready to get and slide over to Tribe. So here we are. Um, So Tribe, what does that stand for? What does that mean to you? Tell us. So Tribe of Georgia is, and I have to continue shouting out my partner. Yes, I was going to bring her up too. Don't worry. Hey, sister. Hey. (laughs) It's LaPortia and I. It's our baby. Tribe of Georgia stands for Triumphant, Resilient, Industrious, Beautiful Empresses of Georgia. And with Tribe, we focus on wellness. We focus on fostering friendship, adding value to communities, and also life skills development. With that being said, Tribe is a mentorship organization. It's an organization where we plan to target high school girls, um, ninth grade through 12th grade in Southwest Atlanta, where we will work with them on different programs, work with them on just becoming their highest selves, becoming empresses, whatever that means to them, like just becoming their best selves. And the hope is that once we mentor them, when they go off to college or they start their business or they elevate in life in whatever way, that they will also become mentors. So it'll be like an ongoing mentorship program. Hmm. Okay. And so how long have you guys been in business? We have actually been in business not long at all. We officially um, became a nonprofit organization January the 6th of this year. Awesome. Okay. I'm taking some notes too, so don't worry. Um, okay, cool. Um, so you spoke about ensuring that tribe supports healthy friendships, right? Yes. Now, I think that's super important in our community because sometimes like friendship and loyalty, those things don't always like click the same with different people because there's that that meme that goes around like everybody doesn't have the same heart as you, right? Right. And so I think that you definitely chose a really awesome partner because you and LaPortia y'all seem to work so so well together but on the other hand were y'all worried about y'all's friendship Hmm. going into business so hmm, honestly 
for me, I thought to myself, because I often hear that it's not always a good practice to go into business with your friends. And I have never really agreed with that. I just think you have to be selective of which friends to go in business with because everybody is different. What may be my goal may not be your goal. And that's okay. We can still be friends. However, um, I also live with LaPortia. So, like, we spend a lot of time together. And just hearing, you know, listening to her long-term goals, her short-term goals, and with her listening to my long-term goals and short-term goals, the more we thought about it, we was like, wow, we have some of the same goals. And it's not just because we're friends. It's just, like, that's who she is and it's who I am. And so I didn't have any... When we decided to do this, I was excited. I was like, yes, you know, Portia is the right person. She's solid. I trust her. Great. And okay. so I didn't really have, um, I mean, it was like a thought, like, a, oh, you know, they say you don't go into business with your friends. But then just knowing who the Portia is as a person, her character, her morals, her values, I trust her. So I felt like it was just like a, a winning plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I just kind of always wondered that. And I'm pretty sure people were thinking that too. Like, that's just a big thing. Cause even when you go to college, they're like, oh, don't room with your best friend because you guys may not be best friends anymore. Or, you know, make sure anything that you're doing that honestly means anything to you or is important to you in any way people always encourage or shy away from you know or encourage you to shy away from doing it with your friends and so I think your situation and your organization the success of your organization will definitely shine light um, on how you can successfully go into business with a friend and it work out you know what I'm saying Um, I think it won't be anything to have an argument or to have a disagreement because what healthy relationship doesn't you know what I'm saying and so it's just like for you guys even with the young girls that you're going to mentor of course you guys are going to do united front with them but it'll also show them too like hey you guys can have friends and go in business and be close with them and have the same goals. So I think that's super important. That's great. I'm really excited to see what you guys are going to be doing out here. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So if I may ask, what are some events that the public could look forward to with Tribe? Like what are some things you guys kind of have brewing? I don't want you to tell us your like secrets, but maybe just on like, a vague skill of maybe what you're going to do. Hmm. Or what do you hope? Well, one thing that we do hope to do after programming and classes and just really like bringing our tribe together, we plan to have either a cotillion or an initiation Ooh. ceremony. And we want it to be something really special for a young lady. A so special where they can dress up and really just be honored and feel valued and just to understand their worth and um we plan to make it really nice and special for young ladies cool that's that's <laughs> that's really gonna be awesome and i actually have something that you guys may be able to attend um in your organization's honor i'm actually the um glam squad chair for the whim gala it's an awards gala that will have young women come Um, on an elegant scale and just celebrate women who are leaving their legacy and their mark in um, their community. And so I'm going to get you the information because I think that would be a really, really awesome um, place for you guys to just be and kind of network and just see kind of how it how it goes, because you guys are going to have a cotillion and this will be a gala. So if you're interested, I'll definitely pass along that information. Yeah, uh, definitely interested. Yes, uh, perfect. Okay, good. Yes, Look at us making you. connections. Right. That's what it's all about, y'all. Yeah. So, okay, what? Okay, well, kind of rolling back. Have you guys began like the application process, maybe for receiving mentors, or how does that work? Can you tell us more? So right now we are currently the mentors. The goal is for us to grow as an organization and hopefully at a point we'll be able to interview for like a program manager, we'll be able to interview for different mentors and different roles within the organization. But right now it's really just a 
a two-woman team <laughs> and we do have volunteers so we're forever grateful for people that volunteer their time resources but for right now it's the portion i we're the mentors okay so different <laughs> okay so i guess my my question maybe should have been who are you guys mentoring and how do you receive like how do you accept because if we're if we have listeners who could be interested in maybe um referring one of their like younger cousins or sisters to you guys how would that work how do they go about doing that we don't have a formal process just yet i mean if they if people want to refer they can just do it through word of mouth and we'll make a connection from there we do have programming that starts officially in september okay we plan to partner with community organizations possibly two um in particular we're thinking about the ymca Okay. So we're going to do that in Southwest London. Ideally, we would like to partner with organizations or community centers in Southwest Atlanta. However, we are a growing organization. We are pretty open to ladies from different areas. Okay. So if there are any organizations that are listening, um, I guess they would just need to contact you guys on Instagram maybe, and then they'll be able to kind of tell what they are what they could do for you guys and maybe you guys could kind of connect is that what you're is that what you're thinking yes so they can okay. connect with us through our website or through instagram or facebook yes okay awesome <laughs> and so i know that um at the end of last year you guys did a really cool initiative and you gave out like boxes to college students uh and actually y'all y'all know i'm in grad school and so they actually gave me a wonderful care package could you kind of tell like why you guys felt that was important we we thought about okay what is in the pop what is the population that we feel like goes overlooked and so oftentimes because i work with the homeless i feel like the homeless population it's a lot of resources it's a lot of um, organizations that give to the homeless population but I thought to myself okay beyond the homeless population what is an overlooked population in Atlanta or just around the world and I feel like people often overlook college students because the expectation or the idea is oh college students you know they're doing well they're being great you know but and that that could be very much so be true however we're still humans um, you're going through different things sometimes when you're in college. And so just being thought of really goes a long way. Just that simple thoughtfulness, it goes a long way. I remember when I was in school, I could have been having a bad day. I could have been having a good day. I was away from my family, away from people that I grew up with. And a care package just really, it was something so simple, but it was something that really just made my day if I received one. I didn't receive a bunch of care packages, but the few that I did receive before, it just really put a smile on my face. So that was what we were trying to do. That was our attempt to show college students that, hey, we see you. We see that you're working hard. We see that regardless of what you're going through, you are still pursuing your goals and you are investing in yourself. So we want to invest in you as well, even if it's something as simple as a coffee card or a coffee mug. We want to provide some type of investment and acknowledge your hard work. Awesome. Awesome. I totally agree. Uh, when I was in school, like you said, I really didn't receive that many, but the one time <laughs> that my mom bought one from the school, like where you, and it was like a bucket and they had all kinds of snacks and just so many things. I was so happy y'all like that literally made my like week. I think it was midterms that made my week. And I just felt like, man, like they really, really support me. And so now I got to go harder. Like, I got to do even more because they, I got people back home who are thinking of me, who are, you know, purchasing things for me just for me to do well here. And so for you guys, you aren't even, you know, those family members. And so you guys actually walk those in, on campus, right? Like, you yes. guys didn't send them through mail. That's awesome. Yes, so we actually went on campus. Um, the time that we chose next year or whenever we, I, I think we're going to do it this year. Okay. We're going to revisit it, but we plan to choose a time because we kind of do things trial and error, but we plan to choose a time where college students are going to really be on campus because we chose a time this past year where it wasn't as many students on campus. So I was like, ah, 
right. <laughs> right. But it still was impactful. Um, we were on the campus of Georgia State University as well as Clark Atlanta University. Wow. And speaking of Clark Atlanta University, aren't you a graduate of Clark Atlanta? I am. Yes. <laughs> Shout outs to Clark. Yes. <laughs> um, that's really cool. I, I'm I'm just super excited and I'm proud of y'all for making that move and that's super awesome. So, okay, you have like quite a few Instagram profiles, honey. Every day it's like, is that here? <laughs> yep, it is. Hey girl. So <laughs> one of them, <laughs> which is I believe your your actual like personal page, is born to be a wildflower or born to be wildflower. Yes. I personally feel like that name is very fitting because just I know you. But could you tell like why did you choose that? Um, for some time now I've been like ever since high school I always thought about myself as like I'm a wildflower. I'm I'm not like I'm unique, I'm different. Um and I've just prided myself on that. It's a lot of it a lot of it has to do with my free spirit personality. And so I just pride myself on being a wildflower. And I've had quite a few Instagram profiles in my adulthood. <laughs> um, there's been a time where I've completely deleted social media. I didn't have Instagram for a moment. But um, I added this particular, I had made this Instagram last year. And I was like, you know what? Born to be wild. Born to be wildflower. I thought it was kind of catchy. And so wildflower just is very true to me, who I am as a person. And I just pride myself on being unique and just really embracing me okay and my most authentic self mm-hmm. cool and so the other most recent one that i that i really like was like yes uh, is the divine aesthetic what kind of took you there and like why did you create that particular profile okay so the divine aesthetic is actually i plan to turn that into a business venture so i'm really into fashion I'm really, I just love fashion. I'm a creative. I love Mm -hmm. art. Um, I love learning about different wellness tips and just how to evolve into a better person. And so for me, I worked at Nordstrom's um, seasonally as a retail job. And I thought more and more about it. I was like, wow, I'm always around fashion I'm very interested in fashion my mother is very into fashion you know what I think I want to start a business I want to be an image consultant so with the image consultant pretty much with that I would be a personal shopper a stylist and then I'll also be like a a wellness coach and so the divine aesthetic is a business page it's a very new (laughs) I started this past week um, I've been going back and forth in my head like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll do that later or I'll wait till I have more time. But I'm just a very, I have to start things when I think about it because if not, I'll always put it off. I'll procrastinate. And so I said, you know what, the time is now. I'm going to go ahead and start this. I may not have all the quote unquote tools that I think I should have, but I'm going to just go ahead and make a go for it. I'm going to be fearless and I'm gonna make bold moves only as you said before so yes that was my bold move (laughs) (laughs) we love to see it that's amazing and it's so interesting because like I've already said we have so many things in common I don't know if you kind of noticed but I kind of have been doing the same I have not made a, a profile for it yet because in my mind I'm just like oh you already have like three profiles girl just just relax um but <laughs> but I really like fashion is a thing for me too um I kind of I actually have been personal shopping for a friend she actually um made like a second installment for me to personal shop for her for the month of March super duper excited oh, because exciting. yes <laughs> because for February she like loved it she's like oh my gosh I love all of these pieces and I'm like yes so for March I'll be doing that so maybe you and I could kind of like link up and kind of see what we can do together yes. if you're down I I'm excited for that okay perfect <laughs> okay so um, I just want to ask this this question. How do you think that everything that we just talk about, how does this like, how does it all align for your spirit? Or does it align for your spirit? Like what, like how do you feel when you sit back and think of like all of the things that you're doing and that you're like currently, you currently have your hand in? How does it all feel? 
mixture of emotions, I feel proud because it's like, wow, you started, you know, like, because I'm, I'm one of those people where I have so many ideas. Mm-hmm. I have ideas. A lot of the things that I'm doing now, these are things that I thought of at, you know, years ago, but I'm just now getting the courage to just really go full force and have the energy to do it. And so it makes me feel proud of myself because growing up, I was a very shy person. You couldn't have me in front of the camera. What? Um, <laughs> I was like, people don't know this about me, but <laughs> what? I'm a very, and in general, I'm still kind of shy now, but I have to push myself to get out of my comfort zone because your comfort zone keeps you where you are. And so I just feel proud of myself. It's like, wow, Tim and Jira is out here, you know, stepping into her calling. And so I just really... I feel proud that I'm stepping into my calling. I feel like I have so much work to do, but it it, it it excites me at the same time. It's like, wow, I got work to do. Like, yes, I love it because this is my passion. It's, I feel like it's what I'm called to do as far as, you know, helping people move from their circumstances, as far as being a mentor. And as far as just, you know, giving people the extra boost to just really love who they are and embrace who they are I feel like all of this these are things that I just it's in my heart and it'll always be in my heart awesome and so with that I feel very I feel proud I feel excited I feel um like I have to really challenge myself because oftentimes people think that oh you know um, you know, I, I have competition out here or, you know, this and that or, you know, this is holding me back. But I really feel like for me personally, the person that I have to go against or, you know, rise above is myself. True. The only person that can stop me from achieving anything, in my humble opinion, is me. And I have to, like, really just get out my comfort zone and move from a state of, just you know having ideas to actually put them in motion having action hmm. good stuff good stuff i totally agree uh first you should totally be proud and excited because you're doing some amazing things but then second we all have to get out of our own way sometimes like mm-hmm. you said you thought of some of these ideas when you were younger and so now they're coming into fruition and i think that's more so because we are becoming more comfortable with who we are we're becoming more comfortable with being unapologetic about the things that we want to do in our lives and just going back to earlier in our conversation oftentimes our parents and like the like our family we, they don't always understand like where we're going because it's just like y'all millennials y'all will do anything and it's like kind of yeah we will <laughs> like, and it's, it's amazing <laughs> yeah like kind of I mean I'll try it and if it works then hey I tried it and it worked and right. if you did it fearless. Then, right <laughs> yes that's what it is and it's like even like you know quitting jobs and doing anything that we do is like kind of I don't know it's like people look at it as if we're crazy and it's like kind of too we're a little bit crazy <laughs> but it's, it's good though it's a good crazy right it's a good crazy I'm right. a good look I'm a good mixture of like sane but kind of just like that shit just because it's just like hmm. I mean hey it happens so yeah totally uh well Okay, I always ask people, and then we're going to kind of, like, wrap it up, because we done covered some major ground here today. We have. Yes. Um, <laughs> I always ask what self-care looks like for my guests, because we talk a lot about, like, what you do for others and how you um, how you show up for everybody else. And so how do you show up for you? Hmm. This is an interesting question. So when I was in graduate school at Clark Atlanta University, um, the social work program, a lot of my professors and advisors, they always said, self-care, self-care, you need to do self-care. And I was just like, wow, these people are like really going crazy with this self-care. Like, duh, we get it. Take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) I definitely understand why they emphasize that and stress that because Oftentimes, when you're in the helping field, when you are an educator, when you're a social worker, when you're a lawyer, an advocate, you take on everybody else's problems. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in other people's issues. And it's not, I don't want to say it's a 
bad thing to want to help other people. But you have to take care of yourself. My mother has always emphasized you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. So for me, self-care is really being aware of myself. Knowing when I need a break. Knowing when I need to just have a moment to myself. Um, Self-care, it, it's just, it looks different. It just right. depends. It looks different for different people. But for me personally, it's knowing when to take a break. Because I have really prided myself over the years of being like superwoman. I try to take on everything. I want to be involved. I just want to be, um, I want to be in that number. <laughs> so sometimes. <laughs> I have to really like, all right, Angel, you need to chill. You need to stay at home. You need to read a book. You need to journal. Sometimes it might be I take long baths. It might be going for a walk. It might be um, meditation is really big for me. I haven't mastered meditating, but I'm really trying to learn how to meditate better. Uh, Praying. For me, going to church is like when I go to church, consistently it makes a difference in my life Mm -hmm. I can't say it makes a difference in everyone else's life but it makes a difference in my life so really just tuning in first with God and then tuning in with myself and being aware like knowing my triggers knowing things that make me happy knowing when I'm tired just learning about me and knowing when I need a break and when I need to pump it up some more Awesome. Awesome. That's good. I'm glad that you know. I'm glad that you are aware. And I hope that you are always uh, finding new ways and um, refreshing ways to take care of you. Awesome. Well, everybody, I know that y'all have been enjoying this conversation just as much, if not more, uh, than me, because I have really, really enjoyed speaking with you today. Uh, I'm super excited, like I said earlier, for all of the uh, wonderful things that um, are coming to you, Angira. Um, More importantly, I just want to thank you again for coming and sitting at the table with me. Um. And yeah, guys, also, I will be sure to post all of the um, social media handles in the link for this show so that you guys can connect with Angira and maybe get some personal styling happening, maybe get some mentoring for your like younger siblings or neighbors. Um, and just kind of connect with her and just meet who we were sitting with. Again, this has been another episode of The Dining Room Table. And thank you guys for listening. Bye. Thank you.